Hey guys, it's Erin Darling Taralva, and today on Hot Pizza Ass, I'm going to introduce you to Danielle Perez, who is an amazing comedian. She has one of the best laughs of anyone that I know, and she has a very fun, vivacious energy I know you guys are going to enjoy. She also was featured in the LA Times this week, and she just did the CBS Diversity Showcase. But of course, with everything going on in the world, we're kind of at a weird pause, so we talk about how we're coping with that and what we're doing to stay entertained and sane during this period of time and there are a lot of fun entertaining stories i think you guys are going to love i cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode with danielle check it out how are you doing in isolation (laughs) i mean isolation i'm an extrovert i love being around people i love seeing people i love hugs i'm a hugger you know yeah, doing not doing not great, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but in some ways you kind of are. Like I saw this little article in the LA Times about you. <laughs> like yeah, the press during a pandemic is pretty sweet. I won't lie, press during a pandemic. That's you know not to brag, but. <laughs> I did have a socially distant photo shoot with a photographer for the LA Times, and that was, it was like, it was really surreal. It was like, Danielle, what is your life? Like, literally, everyone's in quarantine, and (laughs) we're like, like, he he got to my house, and he, like, called me, and I was like, okay, uh, like... He's like, I'll set up, and then I'll let you know when you can come out. And then, like, he just told me where to stand. And, like, he had, like, gloves and a mask. And, like, yeah. It was all, like, legit, you know? When did the the photo shoot take place? Because the article just came out this week. So was that, like, a week prior he came over and did all this? Yeah, I think he, on Saturday. Okay. He shot me on Saturday, and then the article came out, yeah, on the 15th, a Wednesday. I got a paper copy. Oh, I should have brought it with me so I could show you it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I, I saw the whole thing. I love the pictures. I love the article. I am so proud of you. Thank you. And I've always, I don't know, I've always just been a huge fan. I just think you're so funny. You're an amazing podcast guest. And congratulations on the diversity showcase. Like, that's so great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the CBS showcase, I did that this year. And that was, that was incredible. It was huge. Like, I have never been, like, I I truly never, like, worked harder and, like, pushed myself so much and been so stressed. (laughs) by something but I'm so thankful for like not just the exposure but like the performer that it's like turned me into because I got to work with people who have been on Broadway who have sold and written on TV shows who act like on sitcoms like people who are legit stars like that first day where I met everyone and we all did our final essential like showcase audition. I was like, I'm in a room full of fucking superstars. Like this is nuts. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it like definitely stretched like me and pushed me to like rise to the occasion. Cause I was just like, I'm a stand up. Why am I fucking here? Like all these people are insanely talented. I mean, what? You're there for a reason. Like, yes, you're a stand up, but you are so, you're super magnetic. You just have this like 
I don't know, this joy and charisma about you and your story is amazing. And you're just, I don't know, like you, you're a star. You deserve to be there. One million percent. Thank so you. yeah, that's so yeah. cool. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. It was a total dream. It's just like, it's been so crazy. Cause like, yeah, summer I auditioned all fall, like three months you work on showcase and then all January leading up to showcase every single day. We were in the El Portal theater from like, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then, you know, we had showcase for a whole week. And then everything since then has been, like, kind of nonstop crazy. Like... Really? Okay, so catch me up. Like, what's been going on since then? Um, I mean, it was the whole, you know, point of showcase is to, like, you know, have this big showcase right before pilot season. So I had, like, a lot of cool meetings with, like, casting execs at different networks and, like, some pilot auditions and stuff that I, like, shot a show, like, literally right before, like, quarantine went down, before coronavirus hit. <laughs> I was shooting one show. I was getting ready to, like, shoot another show on Netflix where I was, like, going to be, like, a recurring guest. And, like, Corona said, hold up, bitch. <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's so incredibly frustrating. It's nuts. But yeah, I had like my first JFL audition this year. <laughs> Which is like, yay! But I'm like, we can't have callbacks without an audience. <laughs> I know, like, is JFL gonna happen? That's in July, right? Yeah, what? I mean, they already postponed it till uh, like September, late September, early October. But I'm like, it's not. I, I don't. I truly, in my heart of hearts, do not believe it's going to happen because they already canceled Edinburgh. Like Edinburgh yeah. Fringe is, they're not doing, I mean, it's just, I think, you know, people are hopeful and I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but I mean, I, you know, I was telling you like I'm high risk. I have asthma. I'm a wheezy bitch, you know, um, <laughs> both my lungs and my pussy struggle for air. Uh, <laughs> But I, I don't want to, like, I, I want everyone to take this seriously and, like, everyone should be safe and no one should, like, endanger their lives in the pursuit of, like, a, you know, career in entertainment, whether that's, like, in front of the camera or behind it. So I don't want, you know what I mean? I think the thing I don't think anyone wants is, like, all of a sudden we're like, okay, we're all open, back in business, shooting. And then a bunch of people start getting sick again. Yeah, that's the thing that's kind of that sucks about this is that entertainment is so communal, you know, like stand up is same thing communal. It's if there's an audience, there's comics, everyone's touching the same mic, like making a film, TV sets, like it's all in community, which is great when things are normal. But when things are stressful and can put people at, you know, in bad health situations is kind of kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I know. I believe in you. It's all going to come back. And I know that, you know, this is just a pause. Everyone is so, like, I think chomping at the bit right now, too, because yeah. it's been, you know, a little bit over a month. And we're all at that point of, like, trying to friggin' desperately figure out what our next moves are and yeah. create content in isolation. And, I mean, what what's going to happen after this? Yeah. I mean, I think I... I've kind of, like, come to terms with, like, what this is. It's, like, all I can do is be confident in what I've done, 
like the reputation I've built for myself. I'm not just like, I'm not going to like become a TikTok star. You know what I mean? I'm not just all of a sudden going to start making a million front face camera videos. Like it's just, I'm, I want to do, I don't want to like be forced to like create content like under a gun. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like this weird arms race of like, how do I pivot now and keep people interested? It's like, I don't know, maybe I could just cook and spend time making elaborate meals because I never get to do that because I do stand up every night or like, you know, organize and clean my house and make it a real home because I've been just putting it off until later because again I've been throwing myself at comedy for the last five years like you know I I could I could kind of take the signs for what they are and just you know okay let go of all the career stuff and like focus on like the heart stuff I don't know no I love that you're saying that because I've I've spent the first four weeks of this like kind of putting, you know, goals in mind, you know, like, okay, one week, I want to finish this, I want to write a script, I want to blah, 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 week by week. And now this is the first week that I've realized like, oh, okay, so we could be here for a while. Um, do I really want to pressure myself to create at the pace at which I might try to operate when things are normal? Or do I actually kind of want to like take a moment? Because I am also enjoying things like cooking meals and I'm liking going on a long walk in the middle of the day and things like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like a weird time to kind of think about, well, what, what am I not normally able to do? And it's stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, also, too, just, like, being able to, like, FaceTime with my friends. It's, like, I'm having conversations with friends I never get to meet up and have dinner with because, you know, organizing seven people in Los Angeles is an insane, like, task, you know? But also, you know, because I'm out every night, like, literally just, like, all the weekends, all the evenings that just... I didn't have for so long it's like well now I have full days and I can see friends and I can hang out and I can talk and I can catch up and I can just like take some time out to like figure out who I am when I'm not performing because so much of my identity is tied to like being a stand-up and being on stage and like I had truly just like a big <laughs> It's like a big reckoning of like, okay, well, you're not doing that anymore. So like, who are you? What are you about? Like, what's going to fill that void? Yeah. Well, what, what do you think the answer is? Like, what are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm a person who's trying to do her best. You are. <laughs> you're trying to are because there's straight up people who aren't. <laughs> And they're not. <laughs> not. But I mean, I also feel like I'm very, like, very privileged. Like, I have, like, a nice, I live in a nice place. I'm, like, secure, like, financially with it. And, like, I have amazing roommates that are, like, they understand the gravity of the situation, you know. So they're taking it seriously. And we're all, like, helping each other where it's, like, one night one person cooks next night another person you know what I mean we're all like trying to like just be helpful and like realize like we're in this and we're gotta gotta weather the storms <laughs> yeah. 
No, no, for real. I think that that's also true. And all the stuff you're talking about is like resonating so hard with me right now. Like, I think, I don't know. If, do you realize that you're like a really inspirational person? Like, do okay. you? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, do you? I'm like, I have a DUI and I've had an abortion. Like, I don't know if I'm that inspirational. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why. Look at her. Look at her go. <laughs> if she can do it, so can you. You can. In California, you can. You can. And other states, maybe not. But in California, you can. <laughs> no, like, you really are. Like, you're, you're such a badass. And you, you know, you're just, like, going for it. And I think that's amazing. And it's awesome. Thank you. I just, I don't know. I, I really admire you a lot, for real. Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> like, how, what are you doing, like, your self-care right now? Like, self-love? Like, how are you, like, managing, like, the mental aspects of being confined like we all are right now? Well, like, all my vibrators died on day five, so. On day five? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the frantic pace with which I've been operating. <laughs> Those first few weeks were really rough. Um, <laughs> and then that, like, Amazon, did you see that video of that Amazon employee, like, outside an Amazon center, like, trying to strike, saying that vibrators aren't, like, essential items? And I was like, this is hate speech. <laughs> I'm feeling personally attacked. You're like, I uh, guess they are. You are. I'm sorry. My pussy is a first responder, okay? It will be <laughs> here. It will be here for anyone who's worked in a grocery store. How dare you? I got to make sure she's in tip-top shape, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> she's ready to go. You need to go. I'm there with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I've, been doing, I've been getting really into, like, my skincare uh, routine. Okay, so what are you doing? Tell me everything. <laughs> I love Korean skincare. I fuck with it heavy. Korean skincare is all about, like, multiple steps, a lot about hydration. Um, so I have, like, all this, like, micellar water, which is, like, it's, like, it, like, just makes, it strips all your face of oil. I use that, too. Is it is it micellar? How do you, micellar? I don't know. Micellar. Yeah, I don't know exactly how you pronounce yeah. it. It's, like, micellar, micellar. But yeah, it's really good for taking off makeup because it's like not stripping. It's not like those face wipes, which are awful for your face. Oh my God. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up because I had to stop using them. I never used to use makeup. No. Yeah. I use uh, coconut oil. But then I started using the micellar, micellar, whatever water. And, um, and before that, for a very brief period of time, I was using the wipes and it, it burns. It made my face hurt. And I was like, well, maybe I'm just really sensitive. Yeah. I was like, oh no, it has like alcohol. It has all this like crazy stuff in it. I'm glad I found the other alternative. <laughs> yeah. Micellar water is like, it's a legit, like, I guess apparently I read like some like weird article, but like apparently like it's backstage at fashion week. That's like what they all use. Like that's. Because it's not as stripping as those makeup remover wipes. Those are awful. So the micellar water, fuck with that. So like I cleanse, I do the micellar water. I have um, rose water, so I spritz rose water. And then I hit myself with a hydrating toner. Right now I have like a tea tree oil kind of toner. And it's so, it's like Korean, not the American kind. So it's hydrating. It's not like usually like 
a Western toner, like it's more like stripping, but this is like a, it's like a base level hydration. So you just do like a thin layer and you like pat it on. It, kind of, it looks almost like water and you just kind of like pat it on to like give you like a little base of hydration. And then I have um, a serum. I have like a vitamin C serum because I have a lot of like discoloration, like or high pigmentation. You know what I mean? Like I have blemishes. Acne scars. Yeah, same here. Yes, yeah. So I use like the vitamin C serum and I put that on and then I have like um, just like a really nice hydrating gel based moisturizer. Man, I miss going to Sephora just to get like the samples. samples. I can order stuff online, but like I'm not, you know what I mean? Like I, I have to commit samples. to it. And I want to, yeah, I want to try more stuff. Like, I love skincare, too. And by the way, your skin looks amazing. You do look, like, very glowy. Oh, thank you. This is, this is a lot. This is a Pat McGrath foundation. It's a little bit of MAC Studio Fix. We got some Fenty um, loose powder as well. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. What do you have on your cheeks? Tell me about this. Is oh. this a cream? I want to know everything. It's not cream, but it's, um... Oh, shoot. What's the not? Oh, gosh. Tart. It's a tart blush. Is it the baked one? The sweetheart one? Yeah. Not the the sweetheart one. It's like they call it like the Amazonian clay blush or something like that. But it's like, yeah, it's just like a circle. Um, But it's like, yeah, but it's um, yeah, it's a tart blush. And then I have like the. Fenty lip stunner. I tried to match you. I love. Yeah. I was like, I need to wear the hot pink lips because Danielle always does hot pink. And every time (laughs) you do, I'm like, oh my God, I love that color. I'm just like, ah. It looks better on you than it does on me. I think I look like, I look super gorgeous. So. You look great. You look look beautiful. I look like a person that hasn't had any like vitamin D in my life, you know? Oh. (laughs) No, you go out on your walks. You're getting it. You're getting that vitamin D. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> the sun, you know. You know how it is. <laughs> Raise blessing. <laughs> I love it. I love this skincare routine that you've got going on, all the Korean stuff. Do you go to Korean spas ever? I do. I do. I like Wee Spa. That was, like, my big treat to myself after Showcase. Like, um... I went and I got um, a like a deep body exfoliation scrub. Those are my favorite things ever. It's, it's so hardcore. Crazy. Yeah, you're just fucking okay. naked, and they're just fucking splashing water on you and scrubbing you down. Truly, if you've never known tenderness, if you've never had an older Korean woman just like gently lift up your fupa and like get in under there. <laughs> She like, was like lifting my tit and like <laughs> just like she's like down to business and just do, 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 buffing me like a fucking like I was like a deluxe SUV like we gotta make it shine. No seriously, it's like you know I imagine like you know like the fish at Pike Place Market, you know where they like throw the fish around. That's what it feels like. Like they yeah. like toss you around on the bed, slippery, slidey. The weirdest part for me is when when they ask you to do this thing, they ask you to do that, and they get up. Yeah, like, yeah they get all up in the cracks. They get all up in everywhere. And they're like, stand, get on your side. And I'm like, wait, why? Get on your side and lift your ass. Bitch. <laughs> You're getting in there. <laughs> 
It's like so like, okay, so the first time I went to a Korean spa, I went with a friend of mine. I didn't really know. This might have been like three or four years ago. I guess I'm relatively new to this experience. I went with a friend of mine and we had no idea that we had to get naked. Oh, you didn't know? No, I thought like, oh, you just go, you book a massage, you get whatever. I didn't know that there's a whole wet area of the spa. I had no clue. So me and my friend, like, we're just like, okay. And I remember at first we were both so shy because I'm like, I guess we have to see each other naked now. And by the end of the day, we're just like, oh, my God. Like, we did not care at all. It was so fun, but like at the beginning, it was so weird. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and that's like, I realized in moments like that, like, cause I've had eating disorders and stuff like that. Like I realize how like out of how uncomfortable I can be in my own body, you know, like the beginning of a Korean spa experience, the first time you go, it's just like, okay, I should be totally okay with this. I'm a grown up. I'm like, I'm, I should be fine, but it just like triggered all my insecurities like all at once. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it can be like intimidating, especially if you don't know that that's what you're signing up for. I think that that's like, yeah, that's definitely a like, wait a minute, I didn't realize this was the situation, but I like it because I mean, it's just like, I feel like it's just like, yeah, we're here, we're trying to relax, we can just get soak, get scrubbed down. Yeah, it's, I think, better than being, like, in, like, a gym, like, locker room where there's that, like, person that's just too comfortable being naked. It's like, okay, but you're naked and you change. Like, we're, we're not just, like, lounging around here in the nude. You know, you know the person that will have the towel around their waist and then it's, like, their tits are just hanging out, like, way too long. The whole time? Yeah. Um, It's like, okay, but we can, you can speed that up. Like, you can throw on a loose t-shirt. Like, (laughs) in a Korean spa, it's like, oh, no, but that's what we're doing. That's the whole point of this, is to just, like, lounge in the nude. (laughs) Yeah, that's the whole point. You know, what's so funny is, like, so I know it's, like, this this disparity, I can't talk right now, a discrepancy, a difference, let's just use that word, a difference in the type of gym. Like, I went to Equinox for a year, and until... Fancy girl. Oh, my God. My Mexican mom found out and got mad at me. And I was being irresponsible when she found out how much it cost. She flipped and got so angry. No, no. (laughs) Well, I can't. My mom was like, made me cancel Equinox. And then I went, (laughs) which is so funny. But she was just, she had a huge problem with it. And it spiraled out into a thing. And I was like, all right, fine. You guys think I'm being irresponsible. You're right. $200 a month is insane. So I stopped. Well, Equinox, like, isn't it really hard to cancel your Equinox membership? I mean, no, not if you tell them that your mom is yelling at you. (laughs) (laughs) I heard like crazy horror stories about people having to cancel Equinox where they like, where like they make you walk in, you have to show you've had lots of income. Like they like really will not, they're like, absolutely not. You've made this commitment to us and it's actually very shameful that you're not following in on it. <laughs> I mean, that's so easy to prove when you're a comedian. Like I just walked in there and I was like, look, I've never had income. Like, <laughs> it's like I literally never file taxes. So like, I mean, I guess you can come at me, but I will dispute the charges. <laughs> yeah, basically I'm just like, I just straight up can't afford this. And I also can't afford getting yelled at by my mom. It's so crazy. I used to go to the gym like all the time. I used to go like twice a day. 
Oh, wow. I used to be like really obsessive about stuff like that. And I'm like, no, I just don't want to. <laughs> like maybe I, I think I should legitimately cancel my gym membership. I don't think I've been in six months. Wait, I mean, you haven't canceled it since quarantine? Um, well, it got frozen. Yeah. You should cancel it. I probably should. But, like, I, I emailed them, and I was like, hey, so what's going on when they shut down all the gyms? And they're like, we're freezing it for all of our members. It was like, okay. So, and then I was going to cancel it, and then they were like, but you actually have a really good rate. You realize you're paying 20 bucks a month for this, right? And I was like, what's it normally cost? They're like, maybe like 40. It depends on, like, what type of deal you get. Yeah. And so, like, are you sure you want to cancel this? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then, like, also the part, like, the cheap side of me was like, dude, with Equinox, I was paying $200. Or, oh, my God. So wild. So wild. I don't know yeah, what you those products in the bathrooms but I don't know what in me made me feel like that was like a worthy expense I don't know what it was I think I was like I've well, been not working alone at Equinox <laughs> that's what I feel like people like justify it with <laughs> that's what people say they're like oh you can network but I'm also kind of like but who hangs out at the gym that much yeah you know but I don't know I think there's other ways to network like yeah. you know, blind emailing people <laughs> sure yeah sending out your clip and reel to to people whose email addresses you've like you know just guessed. just guessed based on their company formula I've done yeah. that oh my god <laughs> like who's the marketing director of this can I see if they'll sponsor my podcast let me just guess <laughs> yes, let me send it did it go through right it's just ridiculous the things that we do what's the weirdest like craziest way you've tried to like contact someone in entertainment oh my god okay this one time this is this truly it I feel like I have like PTSD from this experience so oh I my did god. A comedy show in LA I did hot tub and then after my set this girl comes up to me she's like I am with blank agency and we are very interested in you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what's your phone number? And I was like, oh, here's my phone number. I was like, do you have, like, a card or something like that? And she's like, oh, I don't have any cards. But I'll, like, text you. Like, I'll be in contact. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I got her, like, we exchanged, like, phone numbers. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm going to be signed by this agency. I'm going to fucking make it. Yeah. And then, like. I text her and she's like, yeah, we'll be in touch. And then like, I didn't hear from her for a week. And I was like, fuck, oh my God. Oh my God. Like what? Like I just was like spiral. I didn't know what the protocol was. I'm like, well, this woman saw me. I mean, and she told me they were very interested in me. And it's like a major agency. Like who would just lie and make that up? And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And my friends like email her. I'm like, I don't have her email. She literally just gave me her cell. I don't, I'm just going to call her cell like a psycho. And so <laughs> then she like, she like finally texts me like after a week after that, just like, Hey, what's up? Would love to like, you know, um, you know, uh, like meet you for drinks and like, you know, figure it out. And I'm like, okay, great. Like when? And then, like, every time I like ask her for any sort of concrete plans, it was just like radio silence. And I was like losing my mind. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Did I make this? I'm like, did I make this up? I, so I found the agency and I found the way 
they format their emails. And because I had her first and last name, I was like able to like send an email finally, like following up, circling back. I was like, I don't know how many more ways to say like, hi, you came up to me. Like I didn't come up. I didn't know who you were. You said this. You you, the whole reason we're talking is because you did this. Otherwise it wouldn't be up your ass. Come to find out, girl is like a first year, first year assistant. Oh, wow. (laughs) And the way that agency works is you need to work three desks, which means three years before you're like, (laughs) even a junior agent. (laughs) Wow. Wait, did she tell you this? How did you find that? We finally made up. We finally met, met up for drinks. And like we met up for drinks. I'm like, hey, what's up? Whatever. And she's like telling me how much she loves me, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, I'm like, so like, tell me about like what you do at the agency. <laughs> and then she like explained it. I was like, oh, okay. And then she's like, yeah, but like the agent I work for is very interested. I'm getting people in. I'm like, you know what I mean? When are your shows? It was like, none of, I, I was so like dumb and naive that I was like, you know, reaching out to everyone being like an agent at blank is interested. And I like had a whole month of amazing shows. I fucking booked a show at Largo and then like nothing ever happened. Oh my <laughs> with Jill I did Jill Soloway's show at Largo and like yeah and like Sabrina Jalice was on that show and like Maria Bamford and like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but I mean that it was just like insane because like I just had no idea how any of that worked because like I didn't have a manager I did not have like I just had no experience with that and like for someone, it's like she had no authority to say blank is very interested in you because she truly, like, you know what I mean? That was just, like, so out of line for her that I just, like, in my head, I was like, well, it's a done deal. I mean, why would they say that if that wasn't true? Like, <laughs> wow. So bizarre. Truly wow. I mean, I mean watch like the whole thing come full circle and you do end up signing with that agency like you know what I mean like you never know I'm I'm cool they know I exist (laughs) I'm cool it's cool I'm cool it's fine (laughs) oh my gosh that's amazing I uh oh my gosh so many stories like like I mean like just like kind of I guess the spiral I've never like hidden anyone's like trash you know like to like Surprise! Oh, is that my headshot? <laughs> That's so crazy! Oh my god, is my phone playing my reel? Like I've never done anything that insane, but like, <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I um, when I was still in college, oh my god, I have an experience that's, I can't believe this happened. Um, it still it makes me sad to this day, but I was in college and I was a journalism major and I got this gig writing for um, like all these articles for Will I Am's website. And there was this person who was, she was a podcaster and a writer and she um, did like a lot of dating and relationship stuff. And she ended up being my editor for like these articles I was writing. And I was like an unpaid intern, but like 
that was exciting to me at the time because I was interviewing celebrities and, you know, it was for Will I Am. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a big deal. And then this, I really started looking up to my editor because I was looking at all her body of work and I was really impressed by the stuff she had done. And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to be just like you. Like you're like such like a barometer of what I want to do with my career. And I would circle back with her maybe like once a week or something and just be like, is there anything else? Like, do you need another article? Like, is there someone else I should interview? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I did not think that that was crazy or out of line. Maybe it was. Maybe I shouldn't have checked in with her like once a week. I, I, I had no idea. I was literally still in college. <laughs> intern, like no one gave me direction. But this person blocked me on Twitter. And I was like, like that during that, like while you worked for them? Yes. And still to this day. And I wasn't tweeting her. I wasn't like aggressive. Like I might have, again, I might have been following up like once a week or something, but it wasn't insane. And I wasn't all up in her social media. I don't know why she blocked me, but like I found like randomly, I'm, I don't know, maybe it was like a couple months later or something. I found that she blocked me. And honestly, it's it hurts my feelings. <laughs> that is so yeah. wild. Yeah. That is so wild. That's so that's just like so like a block is such a statement. A block deserves a block. I'm fine with that. Oh man. No, you gotta let I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of like reading the comments. <laughs> I don't really want to engage with people I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel you. I um, there's so many fucking like it's like the internet. Like Twitter is such a bananas place. People are so wild. Yeah, especially right now. I feel like all of social media is crazy right now. Did you see yesterday that Cardi B was live streaming with Bernie Sanders? Oh no! Yeah, they've been they've been they've been friends. She's been a supporter of Bernie for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, and they were uh, doing IG Live, and I was like, oh, my God, what? It was awesome. Yeah. Did you see when Offset was on IG Live with Reese Witherspoon? No. Oh, my God. Reese Witherspoon was live, like, the day that Quibi launched. Reese was, like, live on IG, like, all day, and she was going live with, like, all the celebrities that also had Quibi shows. So she was live with, like, Eva Longoria j-lo offset her and offset it is wild because like his show is i guess about like old school cars and stuff and like getting them like all like you know refurbished and stuff and like she's just like fully enthralled like oh my god like you know like he's the most charming thoughtful man and then she talked she talked about like the first car she learned to drive in like a 75 like eldorado Cadillac or some shit. He's like, oh man, what? Ooh, that's a nice car. Like he was obsessed. He's like, that car's got to be worth eighty grand right now. She's like, that's in my dad's garage. He just has that line around. He's not doing shit with that. Like, you, I can hook you up with my. I'll hook you up with my dad. He's like, yeah, yeah, for real, for real. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> quarantine is wild. Quarantine is bringing people together. It really is bringing people together. That is so funny. I wish I saw that. I don't I mean, I Snoop Dogg, because you know it's IG Live, so, like, there's the comments. You can see the comments. Snoop Dogg just does a thumbs up. 
<laughs> and I'm like, this is breaking my brain. This is incredible. <laughs> I feel like in a weird way, Instagram is like the ultimate equalizer, you know? It's just like, I'm just trying to go live. We're all just trying to go live. <laughs> I know. I, I was just saying I loved your uh, live with Madison Shepard when you guys, was it you that was cooking? It was you that was cooking. I was cooking. Well, what we would do, we would just go live every day, like, <laughs> Because originally quarantine in Los Angeles was only supposed to be two weeks. Um, so we were like, yep. okay, let's just go live every day at 11 a.m. And we did that for two weeks. And, like, it kind of was just like, you know, sometimes I'd be in the bathroom doing my skincare. Sometimes I'd be outside on my deck or in my room. Or that day I happened to be cooking still. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. I loved, I loved going live with Madison. Huh? What were you making? I'm trying to remember what it was. It looked really good. You were making something with the chili, the chili uh, paste. Oh, the I was like, chili. Yes. I love that crunch chili oil. It's like really good. So I think good. I was probably making some sort of like a rice bowl or something. Probably just like sauteing some veggies and that, letting them get nice and caramelized, and then putting them over some brown rice with some cheese and then a little over easy egg on top. Oh my God, that sounds so bomb. Add a little scallion, little, you know, just uh, chop up some scallions and a uh, little salsa verde. Why not? Uh, delicious. I like, I love food. I could talk about food all freaking day. Wait, what's your favorite type of pizza? I don't even know this about you. Oh, my favorite type of pizza. I really love... <laughs> Honestly, I love, like, a really good mushroom pizza. My favorite pizza in L.A. is Pizzeria Mozza. Yes. I am very sad. They were doing, like, to-go and take-out for a while, but they aren't anymore, and that makes me sad. I do miss their pizza. But, like, they had a really great mushroom pizza, and they also had a pizza with, like, salami and Fresno chilies. It was just so fucking good. Um, they used to make my favorite pizza when I still ate meat. It was, uh, I think it's called Bene a la Speck. And it was prosciutto and pineapple and jalapenos. It was so <laughs> Oh, my God. And I miss that pizza. Like, I seriously dream about that pizza. The pizza at Moza is, like, fucking incredible. It's so, oh, I'm, I love Nancy Silverton. Everything at Moza is so good. It's so, so good. Oh, my God. And they have the, have you ever had the butterscotch budino there? I don't even know what budino is. What is oh, that? God. So the butterscotch budino, it's like this like um, butterscotch caramel pudding that they have. And then it like comes with like whipped like mascarpone on top. And they serve it with like a little rosemary cookie. And it is like heaven. It is like just a perfect, and then, you know, they finish it with like some gray salt. And it is like the perfect balance of like sweet and salty and rich without being like heavy. You know what I mean? You know, when like something's just like too sticky sweet and you're like, Oh, I feel like shit. It's like, it was just like perfect. Oh, oh my God. God. Butterscotch food, you know? Oh, I want one so bad. Oh my God. So bad. My friend actually has the cookbook for them. So I asked him to, like, take pictures of some of the recipes so that I could try to make some in quarantine because I broke down. I got a stand mixer, so I can make pizza bread now. 
Mm-hmm. I pizza dough. I can do it. I got a stand mixer. It's white. I named her Karen because, you know, white Karens. She's white. <laughs> her name is Karen. She would like to speak to the manager. Um, <laughs> Wait, so where did you get this? Like, tell me everything about this. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm obsessed with, you know, the KitchenAid stand mixer. Like, I'm very obsessed. It is, like, the Bentley of, like, kitchen, like, you know, appliances, like, countertop appliances. And... I've like wanted one forever, but they're so they're expensive. Like they are, and it's like, how am I gonna make bread? When am I gonna make? Who makes? Who just makes bread like on the regular like that? But now we're in quarantine, and like buying bread was kind of hard for a while. Like in quarantine, pasta bread gone. Yeah, a pasta bread, toilet paper. It's like you're making your own art artisanal toilet paper at home. You've got a great new small business. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of bakers out here, <laughs> a lot of chemists. But I was on the KitchenAid because I was thinking, I was like, well, if like businesses are kind of all shut down, I bet like there are a lot of deals online. And I went to the KitchenAid website and, I, and it was like on sale. And then I like hit up my friend who used to be a manager at Sir La Top and I was like, look, this is on sale. This is the price. Is this a good deal? Like, am I just, am I being extra or is this legit a good deal? And she's like, oh, fuck yeah. I've never seen it that low before. Like, this is clearance level prices. And I'm like, okay. So then I searched around and I found an extra coupon code. (gasps) Rich. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I've, I'm like, um, I, it was like a very savvy purchase. You know, pretty proud of myself. Oh, my God. Good on you. That's amazing. I want one in mint green. Oh, I know. I just, mine is in white because it, the only <laughs> options were black and white. It was on sale so much, probably. But mint green is so pretty. I want like a like the Tiffany blue. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm in the I'm so jealous that you can now make pizza crust. Uh, so I can make pizza dough. I'm going to do that. I've been trying to make focaccia. That's been that's been my first two bread attempts. And the first one, I burnt a little bit because I, you know, I don't want to bore you with the specifics of bread making, but <laughs> there was a patience issue. I was not patient. I did not let the yeast bloom as one should. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it still was delicious. It came out great, um, except for like the burnt part at the bottom. But I cut it off, and it still tasted amazing. And then the, I overcorrected in the next one, where like I followed all the directions right, but you have to like spread it out on like a pan, and I like spread it out a little too much, and like kind of killed all the air in it. So it didn't. It, it was just. It was like I made a very fancy cracker, <laughs> elaborate labor intensive cracker but it tasted delicious oh my gosh so it's well, a difference next time at third time is going to be a charm after the social distancing i want to come over and make some bread or some pizza or something with you we'll pizza night i want to yeah we'll have a pizza night my birthday's coming up my birthday's like on april 23rd oh my so gosh my birthday in quarantine okay. but my mom asked me what i wanted and i'm like i guess i want a pizza stone i'm like 
<laughs> now that we're in quarantine and like I'm just being ridiculous, <laughs> elevating my baking to the next level. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay. So I think my mom's gonna get me a pizza stone. <laughs> so I'm gonna so yeah, pizza party after quarantine. <laughs> That's amazing. Please let me know what I can bring. I'll bring cheese, toppings, whatever. <laughs> uh, we love a toppings, a toppings bar. Yes. Okay. That sounds so perfect. Um, I'm so glad that we've now decided we're going to celebrate your birthday post quarantine properly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining on the podcast. I don't want to keep you all night, but you are, you're amazing. I love you so much and I'm glad we're able to catch up and and do this episode and I can't wait to see you when this is all done. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait for us to do the Latina vote again once this is all done. <laughs> I'm surprised Ernie isn't gathering us and making us do a, a virtual digital Latino vote. No, why isn't he doing it? That is we so him. That would be pretty fun. I would actually really love that. Yeah. I, yeah, let's tell him. Let's hit him up. <laughs> all right, Danielle, have a great night. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. You have a great night too. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Hot Pizza Ass. I hope you enjoyed this one. I know that I definitely did. <laughs> I I just love it. I love it. I love doing the show. I love making content for you guys. If you guys love it too, please share this episode with someone. That's how we grow. That's how our podcast gets bigger. So if you guys want to go ahead and send this to a homie who would enjoy it, I would love that. Um, Also, please review us. If you guys haven't reviewed or given me a five star on iTunes, please do that too. That's super, super helpful in a way that we can all grow together. Thank you guys so much. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy and happy. Wishing you all the best right now in these uncertain, weird times. Love you lots. Bye.